Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Crossover Cafe. I, I think that's the magical uh, concoction to make anybody feel better, right? I hope if you're out there, you're listening, you're feeling good too. Uh, but I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm doing all right. Um, I uh, I've been watching watching hoops a little bit closer lately. I I, I have to admit I've been under uh, quarantine with my kid now uh, on week two. Mm. Uh, it's been exhausting because I live in a condo and there's no escape. But she's a great kid, you know. In case she's listening <laughs> to this one day in the future. Uh, you're all right. Yeah, right. Uh, no, she's a, no um, slander. No slander. No slander. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. I'm uh, paying closer attention to uh, to hoops now. Just uh, you know, who else is paying too close attention to hoops? Are uh, like next assistant coaches? They're getting involved in the game when they're not supposed to. Uh, that, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really uh, really curious to hear your take on that. We speaking of being on the bench, people who are on the bench. We got Brian. We got Brian Westbrook. Look at me, long sport. We have Russell Westbrook coming off the bench in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, I was watching that Nets-Detroit game and uh, had me thinking about who some of the best closers are. Um, Mm. And then, uh, you know, one other thing I was kind of curious, I wanted to get your take on, Barry, that I I don't think I've ever talked to you about was kind of how the the jersey situation is going in basketball. Kind of of more of a silly topic, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that I, I love to get people's takes on. But, Let's take it off the top. I got a question for you, Barry. How are you feeling about your Knicks right now? And, and I, I ask it's, it every week because the Knicks are such a roller coaster. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly um, that's exactly what they is. They're getting smacked around at home um, by the the, the oh. Pelicans, a team that they should beat. They should have beat um, the Timberwolves their last game out. Uh, disappointing loss at home. They're just inconsistent, Dave. They're um, they're in dire need of a point guard. I think Kemba can still play in this league. I just think uh, he's just not a fit with uh, Julius Randle. Um, I think that's more on Randle than it is on Kemba. But um, they need a they need a point guard that can really kind of distribute and put people in the right spots. And Kemba's more of a scoring point guard, so I don't think that's a fit. Um, they're just inconsistent. Um, you know, they were on a little bit of a streak. They won, like, I think, like five in, in a row or something like that. Then they just, you know, lose a couple games, and it's because of the energy on defense. Um, and then it's either that or inconsistent shooting, and, and it, it kind of just doesn't, you know, one day it's one thing, one day it's another, or one quarter it's one thing, one quarter it's another. They just can't put a full game end to end together, and it's it, it's really frustrating to watch because these are two games that they really needed to win right before they, um, I think 
I think they have a road trip coming up, uh, or they might be home. I, I got to double check, but you know, it's you know these two games against <clears throat> excuse me the Pelicans and the and the and and the Timberwolves not givens right not not games that you're supposed to, right. you know but they're games that you should win um you know they they got a tough schedule coming up um I'm I'm just double checking it right now as I look they got you know they got to go to um they got LA coming into town then they got Cleveland who's not a slouch Cleveland's a good team they got to go to Miami. Oh. They got to go to Milwaukee. They got Sacramento at home. Memphis is a really good team. They got to go. Then they go on their road trip um, in February where That's they do the West Coast the swing. The West, right? Yeah. Yeah. L. A. Utah, Denver, Golden State, Portland. These aren't these. Oh, these are two God. games that you got to win. You know what I'm saying? And, then and, you and, come and they're home, not taking man. care of business. And after that five-game road stretch, then you come home to face Oklahoma City and Brooklyn. I mean, right. it, 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 that's tough. Now, I, I, do you look at a team, you know, when you're looking at the schedule, you yourself personally, and you see uh, like a team like Sacramento and Memphis on there after, you know, ahead of that stretch, you know, L.A., Utah, Denver. So do you see those, that Sacramento and Memphis games, like those two ones where you just have to win at home, you're saying? I mean, yeah, but, I mean, Memphis is a good team. I mean, don't, don't oh, yeah. get it twisted. They're 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 a they're not a con- title contender, but they're one of the better teams in the in the West. I think people need to kind of give John Morant his it's flowers, and, and um, you know, it's not going to be tough. You know, L.A. You know, even though Paul George is hurt, that's probably a game they have to steal now. They have to win. Paul, uh, Paul George is hurt, but um, they they gave um, yeah. Denver all they could handle in overtime last night. So. Um, you know, Terrence Mann's playing really well. Eric Bledsoe can still put the ball in the hoop. I mean, it's not a, it's not going to be an easy game. And I'm, I'm looking at the Knicks struggle, 17 points down at home. So, um, you know, it's just weird. weird. It's, it's typical Knicks, typical Knicks, man. And it's hopefully this is the time of year, Dave, where you, you need to start making a run, right? Um, the, the Sixers have made their run. They're playing really good basketball. Joel Embiid, 50 points last night, right? They they were a middling 500 team. Now their game's over 500. This is where you need to start making your move against these young teams, make up some ground, and they're not doing it. You know, they're inconsistent. And it's almost getting to the point when you get into this stretch that they're going to get into, now you're going to say, are they buyers or are they sellers? You know what I mean? Like, oh. it's it's to that point. So they got to get it together and they got to get it going. They got to win. They got to win games that they're necessarily not expected to win. But now, because you have bad losses against the the Minnesota Timberwolves, Charlotte, who's a good team, but at home you got to win that game. Games against the Magic, um, you know, I can go up and down the list. You know, bad losses against Oklahoma City, bad losses against um, you know against like Indiana. Don't, now you got to win these games. You know what I'm saying? I mean, here's the thing. I'm looking at I'm looking at the the, the stats over here for for the Knicks, and I mean, it's kind of it, it's it's surprising because I'll admit I I mean I don't watch them day in and day out like you, like you do or or, or yeah, sure. as closely, and you always see every single game looks like uh, at least since the you know the turn of the calendar. Uh, aside from from two games or three games from Fournier, R.J. Barrett's been your top scorer. But once you go sure. before that, once you you talk, you know the 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 previous part of the season, it was inconsistent. So I wonder, as a uh, as a Knicks fan, and and, and I, it's it's tough because being inconsistent, I think, is the most frustrating thing as a fan, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I remember this during the during the Yankee season, right? I know you're a Yankee fan too. It felt mm-hmm. like they would win a series, and then everybody would say, "Ah, oh, we get we add Gallo, we add whoever, we're going to the World Series." But then they would lose. You would turn the around set against Tampa, and then you'd be like, "Can right. we fire Cashman?" It was crazy. It was it was like a yo yo. Yeah. But I don't feel that Knicks fans are doing that quite as in the same volatile light as um, Yankee fans were as the Yankees, Yankees, quite frankly, were a playoff team. And I don't quite see the Knicks as, you know, even if they make the playoffs, I don't, you know, no, no offense to the Knicks. I don't see them as a threat to win the championship. They could steal a series. Maybe I I really think Thibodeau Mm -hmm. is a great coach and could pull it off in the postseason. Um, You know, if they draw, 
they don't draw a top seed. Uh, but my question for you, Barry, is is what would you rather see them do? Would you rather see them be buyers or sellers? Um, that's a tough question. Um, my heart says buyers because that means that we're close. But I think – I don't think I, – I honestly think they should just stand pat. Um, if they hmm. could sell a piece or two to get an asset – to to get a asset to get a piece later, do it. Like if you could trade, um, you don't have to trade their young guys, right? If you could trade, right. um, like I assume you're referring to Brooks. Barrett and Toppin as the young guys, right? Yeah, like Barrett, Toppin, uh, quickly off of limits. But if you can sell like um, Noel for a, a pick, if you could sell. Um, I don't know. Maybe Alex Burks. You you're stacking it right because then that's a package that you can throw in to get a Dame Lillard, right, or to get a Bradley Beal if he ever wants to get traded out of there, or maybe even Zion. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that's how you got to it's you know move the chess piece around. Um, But I mean, you know, it's crazy because New York media around here wants to 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 trade. Um, Julius Randle, and I'm like, oh, no, I, I I get it. I I feel like he's part of the problem because he's been inconsistent and he's had a down year. He overachieved last year, and the Knicks overachieved. That's not a coincidence, right? I don't believe in coincidence; only the illusion of coincidence. So, like, he's not achieving at that level. The Knicks aren't achieving at that level because they're tied to him, right? So. Um, I don't think you trade them. I think you just have to, as a GM, you have to find pieces that fit with him better. I think Evan Fournier, his defensive efficiency, his inconsistency on offense this season, it's kind of been his career. He's been really streaky his whole career, right? He's He can put a lot of points in a board or he can, you know, not be a no-show and give you two points a game. You know what I mean? He's got He's that kind of player. Barrett isn't consistent enough yet. He can be a dominant scorer when he wants to be, but then it's like he doesn't – he's not as assertive all the time. So Kemba is, a, right. is a, like I said, he's an offensive point guard that needs the ball in his hand. Julius Randle's a dribble, dribble, dribble forward. So it, it, that doesn't mesh, you know what I mean? So you need, you need a point guard like that can play off the ball but also can help initiate offense. So um, I don't know. It's just it's, you've got to find better pieces. That's what I think. So, uh, all right. So, I, 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 yeah, I mean, you're, you're 100% right. And I think the way, I, maybe we just agree on this, but I, I'm a big believer of you build the team, you build a team uh, to be well balanced, right? Right. If you're doing a fantasy basketball draft or something, you're not going to draft five centers. Sure. You're going to, you know, get at least a guard, a, 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 you know, a guard, a forward, and then, you know, maybe a big man in there to fill out your roster. But, um, right. I, I was, you know, I want to ask you this, right? So you look, and I'm going to mm. talk about the West first. But you look at the Suns, mm. right? They've got a young star. You look at the Warriors; they've got Clay and um, Steph, obviously. You look at the Grizzlies, um, mm. and the, the Grizzlies, the Jazz, and the Mavericks, and the Nuggets. In some way, to me, all kind of feel like they're the same team. And what I mean by that is, you know, you're looking at a guy like a John Morant, a Jokic. Um, you know, you've got that whole kind of group of, of guys that I think can carry a team but really need the Robin to their Batman, like like the Chris Middleton to um, Atentacumpo, right? And that, that's actually, I think, quite frankly, the best example I could have come up with. Um, or really that pairing of a CP3, an old CP3 to a Booker, right? I, I think a lot of these teams – have the young star, but the, but the, they also need to get the second guy. That's why I don't think anybody's going to catch the Suns and the Warriors because the Suns and the Warriors have those two guys. So what I want to do is tie that back to the Knicks. So what I think the Knicks lack, and, and this really applies to a lot of different teams, and to a point you could even put this with the Celtics or the Wizards with Beal. Um, to a point you could almost say the same thing with the 76ers, but they don't have – a true Batman and Robin combo. And I understand that the Warriors are sort of their own. It's kind of the Justice League and Avengers, whichever uh, way you want to go. 
Um, we don't, you know, we don't hate here, but uh, I wonder, right? You said you would like the Knicks to stand pat, or at the very worst, pack, you know, get rid of one of the other contracts and, and get a package or something like that. But my, um, my thing, if I'm building a team right now, what I would want to do is have a young star first and then add the second piece. So what mm-hmm. I think the Knicks have, and this is just my opinion, I think the, I think Randall or uh, Barrett maybe are the second and third piece, but they need the young star. That's the problem. That's the hardest part to get, right? Yeah, that's yeah. why I think you know why. And and the Bulls are and the Bulls and the Heat are a little bit aberrations against this, which is why I went towards the West and I picked you know that Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavericks, Nuggets kind of grouping. Um, but I think one guy that that seems to be doing so much uh, is John Moran, and and. I can't really, and I think this is the second week in a row, I just can't not mention the guy. I'm almost wondering, I mean, are we talking, you know, MVP-type level, you know, of play? And and you look at, at the way the team is constructed, it's really kind of John Morant, and, you know, it's not, you know, I think it would be absolutely insulting to call it a group of, you know, like scrubs or anything like that, but... I mean, who's the second best guy on that roster? Um, I feel like the the Grizzlies would do great if they were to add a guy like a um, like a Randall, even. Um, like, could you imagine Randall on that team? Because they wouldn't ask him to be the guy. But I think right now you're saying what you're saying, and I agree with it. Is you're asking the Knicks are asking him to be the guy. They're trying to maybe force Barrett into being the guy. And I think in a mm-hmm. way, the uh, the coach. Uh, Thibodeau is, is I mean, he, he, if you want to talk about a guy who really cranked the most out of his players if they're all on the same page, that's the guy. I'm a, I'm a person, I'm a big fan of, uh, of, of Coach Tibbs. Um, mm-hmm. But I also wonder, Barry, if you're, if you're Coach Tibbs or a fan of the Knicks even, um, or management, I mean, is Thibodeau the coach you want if you're going to go that direction where you're either, uh, if you're basically if you're not buying, is Tibbs the guy you want want there? I think Tibbs is a better coach when he has an established team. Um, I think the Knicks would be better off maybe not hitting a full reset, but hitting kind of like a soft reset, um, which is which has to be frustrating after last year. I mean, but you you hit the nail on the head. They overachieved because Julius Randle. I think he finished what fifth or something in the MVP voting, if I remember correctly. Yeah, close to it. Yeah, uh, I've seen. Uh, that would have been a great sell high, but they didn't, and I understand it, and I, I I respect the hell out of it because they they stuck with it. They they came into the season hoping for for better. I mean, granted, they're twenty two and twenty three, kind of looking like on the cusp of twenty two and twenty four. Um, so that's frustrating. But but how you know? I, I, again, I want to go back to John Morant. I mean, if you're, how would you go about getting your John Morant? Um, and speaking of John Morant, I mean, I'd love to get a, a minute of uh, a couple minutes of thoughts on on his play. I mean, do you think he's in the MVP conversation? How do you get one? Like, I want to. I mean, how do you how do you, how do you get one? Morant? I don't. I don't know. You got. I mean, that's luck. You got to get lucky. You got to get up in the top of the draft and find them, right? I mean, they don't grow on trees. I mean, I don't see him leaving uh, Memphis. I think he's found the home there. I think he can build a winner there. I think people would want to come to Memphis to play with him. I ah, think just key. like, um, Giannis. Yeah. Just like Giannis in, in Milwaukee. I, I don't think the market makes much of a difference now. I think there's enough wealth to go around. And I think look, you look at that team. I mean, Dylan Brooks is a nice player. Uh, Jaron Jackson is a nice player. They're, you know what I mean? They got nice players, but they don't have another star to go with. Uh, John Morant. I mean, if you got him, somebody. Like I, I always think, like if you, what if, what if, like he could, they could pry Cat away from, um, from oh, um, Minnesota, you know, something like that, or or maybe get one of the kids from Sacramento or something like that. You know what I mean? Like get him somebody that can go with him, right? But I yeah, John Morant, his numbers are contract to pull that off, though. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, prob- probably, probably. I mean, I think the the trade for Stephen Adams is very underrated, right? I think that was an underrated trade. A, a smart veteran player that's a defensive stalwart that basically does everything you need but score, right? Um, I think you look at um, John Morant, he's just 
his number is what, just under 25 a game. I think his assist numbers can go up. I think um, his um, his assist to turnover can go up. His, you know, but he hasn't scratched the surface yet. I think his, he's having a really good year. I think he's in the MVP discussion. I think there's so many good players right now playing well. I think if Kevin Durant wasn't hurt, he'd be in the consideration. Steph Curry's kind of tailed off a little bit. Um, Joel Embiid's coming, like I said. Um, you got to respect the Joker. I think Ja is in the conversation. I don't think he cracks that top, you know, four or five. But you look at his game, he has room to grow. He has room to get better and not scary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think just averaging seven assists, I think he could easily go eight to nine a night. You know, I, wow. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's that kind of player. Like, and, and you know, the athletic, you know, prowess of the, you know, yeah, he can jump through the roof, all that stuff. That's what everybody sees. But I'm looking at this guy. His jumper has gotten a lot better. Um, you know, his leadership has gotten a lot better. I think he, he's kind of like th- there's that clip that I love of him not dapping up somebody that was wearing a, a, a opponent's jersey at, 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 at his home court. Like, nah, we don't wear that. Like, he's putting that mentality like, no, we, Memphis on the chest, we here. I like it, man. I like what I see from this kid. He's going to – he will be in the All-Star game. I think that's going to be another way for him to showcase what he can do. And after that, his I think his numbers are going to keep going up year after year. I'm telling you, he's a 26, 8, and maybe 5 wow. player. Like, I, I, yeah, and I think in a way, and, and it's, it's got to be tough because he, at least it certainly felt like in the draft, he was right there for the yeah. Knicks. Um, um, but, you know, I that's sports in a lot of ways. Anytime your team doesn't win a championship, there's always a guy that they didn't draft. Um, again, Jets fan, that's pretty much my life. But uh, Yeah, and, I, you know, and, and you're right, Dave, because, like, everybody, I like Barrett. I think he's still a pup. He's young, but Morant's about the same age. You look at what Morant's doing. I think it's just the motor, and it's the mentality. Barrett's got to be aggressive all the time and consistent. But you look at that draft, and it's like, Everybody said Zion or bust, but Ja Morant quietly has shown that he might be the best player in that draft. Oh, I—I'll I, be honest with you, I don't think there's much of a doubt. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and, and sorry, because, because I, I'm not. I—if I, I, Zion doesn't play this year, I mean, we're getting close to Greg Oden levels of wait, what happened? He shouldn't play, Dave. He shouldn't play. I, if you if you he's on a crappy team that has no chance of going anywhere, he's rehabbing away from the team in Portland. I think it is. He needs to get in shape. He needs to lose weight. You shut him down, just like like um, rookie year for Blake Griffin, right? He they shut they didn't even play him his rookie year. Like you know he basically oh, his right. rookie year was second year. Don't play him. Don't even bother to put him on the court to re-injure himself because if you put that guy. At, at that weight, back on the court, he will get hurt again. His his injuries are lower body because of his weight. Don't you got to get him right? You got to get him. Got to get him right. Now let me ask you that, that entire franchise. Honestly, the the I don't know. When's the last time you saw anything come out of that franchise that you know uh, was was good? I mean, New Orleans has. The best thing that New Orleans has done is draft Anthony Davis and then, and then he left town. Let him play and then yeah, Davis left and that's how they ended up with Zion. It's I don't know. It just it, it's frustrating because um, it seems like they they are the kind of team that always drafts good players and just doesn't let them fulfill their potential. I don't think they, they mm-hmm. necessarily force the guys to step back, but. I don't. I don't feel confident in New Orleans' handling of Zion Williamson. I just don't. And 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 uh, I, I I hate I make that everything about the Jets, but I I say what I know. And they just seem like that that franchise that keeps drafting good players and screwing them up, um, in one way or another, whether not putting talent around them, uh, you know, or or just not giving them what they need. And 
you know, would you would if you weren't able to get him on the cheap, would you take a shot at Zion? Or would you know that's a that's a, I feel like it's such a big risk. It's high risk, high reward because you know he is talented. You know he can do it. I think if you you bring him here, if you are you are committed to getting him right on the court and off the court. You, this, I mean, I, I, I say it with disdain because, you know, personally, I just, I'm not a, I, I, I respect him. I'm not a fan, but I have to respect how LeBron has taken care of his body all these years. And the fact that these kids making millions of dollars can't figure this out is, is it's funny to me. It makes me laugh because it's like, you know, you're either about now or you're about, you know, where you're going to be in, in 15, 20 years and how you want to stay in this game. They're about the now, and they're figuring out, all right, well, when am I going to get my shoe deal? And when can I debut my yeah. shoes at the All-Star game? Like, give me a break, dude. Like, LeBron is about it, but he takes care of his body better than anybody in the league. And, you know, that's why he's in. he's at the point where he's at right now, averaging almost, you know, getting 30, 30 burgers every other night. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I I, I I respect that you don't hold Space Jam 2 against him, too. I think that's a very impressive <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, listen, I that's mean, one thing he can't do better than Jordan. So, And Xavier <laughs> liked it. My son liked it. I, you know, I'm like, dude, no. I was dreading because I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, I got to take this kid. He's going to want he's, – he's been dying to see it. He wants to go see it. We were, I was home that day. He was home. It was, you know, summer, and, he, and I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I just watched Space Jam Jew because I have HBO Max. I was like, ah, perfect. Right. I don't have to go take you to see this damn thing. ka <laughs> So thank you, HBO Max. Um, oh, but, yeah, listen, no, listen. Zion, Zion, he has to get himself right, but the, the Pelicans are an organization that people are dying to get away from, and it's not a coincidence. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know what I mean? So I, Here's the other thing about – about um, Zion is he's a big guy, right? Obviously, I mean, and I don't mean that in terms of wide. I mean, even when he's when yeah. he's fit, he's he he plays a certain style, and I don't think he plays that great outside. Um, you know, I, I, he's more of an interior guy, kind of in the paint, right? So I'm thinking of the way the sport is played now. It's really funny. You've got these guys like you know, your again, your Jokic's and and Doncic and. Um, not necessarily like a John Morant, but you guys are really like either that or a John Morant or or, or, or Durant slasher style. And then you have very mm-hmm. few big guys that can really do everything. And we saw a performance uh, yesterday, Joel Embiid. He put up 50 points, man. And in, in yeah. what was – it wasn't just 50, and it wasn't just the fact that he scored 50. It was how he did it. Uh, it was in. It was crazy efficient. Um, I, I, I have to say, I can't really remember a guy um, playing a game where it was so much him. Now, just to, to, to anybody who doesn't know, again, he put up 50 points, but he did it on on 17 for 23 shooting, uh, 15 for 17 from, from the free throw line. Uh, dude also put up 12 rebounds. Um, so he wasn't just putting the ball in the hoop. He was also keeping possessions. Um, and, and I, I don't know. It, it does. It, it really, it, I'm, I'm a big believer that the era of the big man is dead. Um, except there will be some mm-hmm. guys who just kind of come in and, and, and are, are transcendent as a big man. Um, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Embiid can hit a, hit a three, but you know, he's not a three point shooter. Uh, nobody's going to mistake him for a three point shooter. If you're going to err, you're going to err on the side of giving him space behind the arc rather than in the paint. Um, so I mean, yeah, but if you leave him open, like, he's going to hit it. You, you will hit it. That's true. Yeah. But I, but I real quick, I just, I'm, I'm away, just watching, you know. um, I'm just watching Indiana upset Purdue um, at home, uh, the number four team in the country. Uh, former Knicks head coach Wood, uh, Mike Woodson getting a win, a win against uh, Purdue, who, like I said, number four in the country. is uh, It's good. I like it. Um, college basketball, I love it. Because um, I'm like waiting for uh, UConn to come J- on. Purdue's got that kid Jaden Ivey. How, uh, he, he's, I think, mm-hmm. supposed to be projected a lottery pick, if I'm not mistaken, or possibly yeah. towards yeah. the top. Yeah, he's uh he's, um, he's yeah Ivy's Ivy's that dude. He's uh he just missed the three pointer to, to tie the game up, um but 
listen, they're they're a good team. I'm I'm just sitting waiting for UConn to come on because I that's all I got right now because I'm watching the Knicks get destroyed. Um, you know, shout out to Allen, friend of the program, and uh, Big Seth too, friend of the program. We're a UConn fan, so um, yeah, no, but listen, you're right. I think the the big man is kind of dead, but Joel and B and Jokic are two players that are just special. They're 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 different. They're so they're so skilled. Um, Joel, when he did when he finally put it in his head that I don't need to hang around the three-point line, that I could dominate from back to the basket inside the paint. I think he became a good, a really good player to an MVP-level player. And Jokic is just – you he, he has the best hands for a big man I think I've seen in a long time. Um, like, I think probably since mm, – probably, like, he's like Tim Duncan, but, like, bigger – I think he, he reminds me a lot of Arvidas Sabonis with his, his hands and his oh, wow. passing ability. Um, you know, and I'm talking about Sabonis before he came to the NBA when he was an international player. Um, if you've ever seen highlights of Arvidas Sabonis before he came to Portland, oh, my God, that dude was amazing. Big hands, soft touch. He was amazing. So Jokic is that kind of guy. I just don't know how it translates in the playoffs. I feel like he kind of gets swallowed up in a, in a seven-game series where they can kind of game plan on him. Um, but, you know, listen, um, if if I had him on New York, I would not be disappointed. Oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, let's be clear. Yeah. Um, listen, and, and if yeah. I had a, you know, if I had, you know, a, a Ferrari, I'd have a lot less things to worry about too, Barry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great problem now. Oh, if I had joking. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah. Except for except for when you where your wife crashes it and you gotta pay thousands upon thousands of dollars uh to get it fixed. Or your Tiger Woods and you just back the thing into a mailbox and start the down yeah. spiral of your career. Um It happens. I digress. <laughs> uh <laughs> so hey, Speaking of, of those, you know, those are your star players, and, and then I was, you know, mm-hmm. also thinking this week about the fallen star. And one of the bigger stories that has come out is what's going on in L.A. Right? So I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I we, we, this is our, this is our, our weekly Russell Westbrook segment, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Westbrook has been benched, um, and just you know, straight up benched. And, and from what I've seen, you know, Frank Vogel, the coach, got the okay from management. It was, it was. Mm-hmm. It's 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 one of those things where you could understand a situation where maybe a coach would bench a star to maybe send a message. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll see it, and you know ownership isn't terribly up, you know, thrilled with it, and then they'll go. But this 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 whole situation with um, Westbrook just it seems like it's got the blessing of everybody, and everybody knows what's going on. And it's just mm-hmm. simply Westbrook. You're not that good right now. It's no more complicated than that. Um, and then you've had the complete other end of the spectrum on that team where LeBron, I, I, I mean, he's playing out of his head right now to keep the team one game, um, you know, one extra game in the loss column, keeping them below 500. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of weird in, in, and, you know, we were talking about it earlier, having a Batman to a Robin. Clearly Westbrook is not going to be anybody's Robin. Um, you know, it's like, I don't even think he's like Batgirl right now. Wow. Uh, I'm very excited about uh, Kurt Cobain's The Batman coming out soon, by the way. I don't know about you. Every time I see something about it, I get really excited. Oh, uh, yeah, The Batman. Matt Reeves, Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's going to be a good month, uh, Batman and Moon Knight. So. Just, just a oh, that look. Moon Knight trailer. Beautiful. Speaking yeah, of Moon Knight, um, you know, the Lakers will always play at night. Um, you know, at this point, it, 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 I mean, it just makes sense to move to move um, Westbrook, right? I mean, yeah. well, I mean well, first off, what do you think of the situation, and what do you think they do moving forward? You know, I kind of it's 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 tough because I, I I always come out here and I kill on on Westbrook because deservingly so he's not playing good basketball, but he is who he is, and I feel like management. Is 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 really like using 
Westbrook and Frank Vogel as scapegoats. They built this team. Okay? They built this team. We said it months before when it happened, and and we've been saying it, you know, shout out to Mike Harvey, uh, you know, the barbershop, they do a great job over there, big Laker fan. This is not the same team that was number one in defensive efficiency last year. All those guys are gone. You're asking – you're asking LeBron, you're asking Trevor Ariza, uh, Avery Bradley, who's older, Ariza, who's older, to be your defensive guys. You've got Carmelo Anthony, who's never played defense and now is older. Anthony Davis, who can't stay healthy. Russell Westbrook, who goes a mile a minute but has never been a defender. You're asking these guys to play de- – their defense is terrible. Their effort is terrible on defense. I'm sitting here, I'm telling you, I'm sitting here – with TP at, at my house, we're watching football. We said, oh, the Lakers are on. Let me flip to that game. And we're like, this is the Lakers-Denver game from last week. And we're like, oh, my God, somebody is getting traded. Because they were down like 30, 40 points. And it's like the effort. This is no effort on that team. Absolutely no defensive effort. LeBron James came to L.A. to win more chips but to not kill himself to do it. So he got Anthony Davis, who was younger, and then he got Westbrook, who's younger. LeBron just wanted to be able to sit back, do what he does during the regular season, chill, come playoff time, turn it up, and then uh, in the meantime get chips and and break records, get chase down Kareem and and chase down that GOAT legend uh, status. He's had to work super hard to keep them below 500. It's crazy. That's not what he signed up for. You know what I mean? And, well, but you know what? LeBron's culpable, too, because none of this is signed off on without LeBron. They had a deal to get Buddy Heald and company in L.A. LeBron and Anthony Davis said, no, I want Russell Westbrook after they had a meeting together. What are you, if you're Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss, what do you do? What do you do? So, you say, no, we're not going to do it? LeBron. No, it's LeBron. You do it. And it's backfired in his face. I mean, listen, Russell Westbrook's track record is, is – it is what it is. He's had Kevin Durant, James Harden, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, LeBron James has no chips. None. That's on, that's on Westbrook, right? But then it's like you're, the, the, the management has to be – they have to be held accountable, Dave. They put this team together. And then you wait for the last – you've seen this, this train wreck going since November. You waited till a week or two ago to tell Frank Vogel, oh, you have my blessing to do whatever you – what do you mean you have my – you're struggling to win games. And you're just now letting him say, oh, if you want to bend somebody or do what you got to do. Whatever it takes. The, that's coming from management? Fogel doesn't have the power to do that on his own? It, this organization is a joke right now. Magic Johnson was 100% right. This is not Lakers basketball. This is not re- representative of, of the Lakers. It's a joke from the top down. It's, there is a big problem in L.A. A big problem, Dave. I am going to take a completely different angle on this. And you might think I'm okay. crazy. Well, yeah, you might confirm that I'm crazy. Um, I think, yes, absolutely the management needs to be held accountable, right? I, I'm not, I'm not going to fight you on that. But I also think it's not as big a problem as we're all making it up to be. And what I mean is we basically say, we look at it, right? Hey, L.A., LeBron, Anthony Davis, this is your baby. Do what you got to do, right? I think we all know mm-hmm. that's what happened. And, and LeBron and A.B. said, all right, let's bring in my pals, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, Russell Westbrook. Uh, I got Melo who's going to come. They dropped all those names. You know, I think at one point the idea of Rondo and Isaiah Thomas on the roster were attractive. Uh, a lot of a lot of veterans, obviously, because when you've been around the league that long, you make a lot of connections. When you've been on all those uh, um, 
Olympic teams. I think that, I, you know, they've always said that's how the Heatles originally came together, your favorite uh, team of all time. Um, that's mm-hmm. how they came together was those Olympic teams. Um, sure. Now, I don't think it's really that big a problem either because LeBron has had in his entire career no problem getting people to play with him. He's, I think, really well-respected and really well-liked within the league. And when you're – the level he is and you have that level of respect, and I think Anthony Davis is, is there too. Granted, his injury situation last, you know, little bit has, has maybe made him a little bit less of an attractive destination, if I may. I'm using people as destinations here, and I understand that's insane. But you, you understand where it works in basketball. I don't think mm-hmm. it's, it's an unfixable problem either because if you're a team, and, and I, I, I hate to do this, but if you're a team like the Knicks, right, or a team that isn't um, Utah or um, Denver or, you know, one of those Memphis or somebody like that, that you know damn well right now you cannot bring in um, – Westbrook to be your Batman, that, or your, to be a Robin. We, we've established that mm-hmm. he's played long enough, and you just rattled off a who's who of NBA superstars who Westbrook has tried to be a Robin to. That's not going to work. But what can mm-hmm. work is if you ask him to be honestly not terribly dissimilar to what I think the Knicks were hoping Kemba would be. Um, so I, I think I think Westbrook is great on a team that is somewhat directionless and the owner doesn't want the team to be in the tank. I do think that's, that's something certain owners uh, pride themselves on is not being the worst Mm -hmm. team in the league. Um, I think that's where he belongs right now. It is is a team that's not necessarily trying to win a championship, but also trying not to rebuild. It's a team with no identity. I'll be honest and say, look, Westbrook, here's the ball, go entertain fans. We'll figure it out upstairs. Uh, And that sucks. Like if you're Westbrook, that that's what he's resorted to. But mm-hmm. I think that's his best case. You know, you put him on, on you know, maybe, you know, I think like a, a team, if the Celtics wanted to blow it up hypothetically, send a couple of stars to uh, L.A., send Westbrook to Boston, and maybe throw another team in there and play around the contracts, et cetera. Um, you know, if you're Detroit or Orlando and you just need to put some butts in seats, um, mm-hmm. trade away some of those really good draft picks you're going to get if there's nobody there that you like at the top. And that's where I think Westbrook's going to be. And, 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 and the benefit to the Lakers is you could really name your destination. You could possibly, I shouldn't say really could, but you could possibly name your destination and the star you want. Because if you call up any one of those specific owners who are, who are in the tank, we're um, not looking too good, and say, look, we can send you Westbrook. Just give us some assets back. Give us some pieces that will help round out this roster. Give us a couple younger minutes too. I think that's a, that's that's something I would do if I was Lakers brass. Is is you know drop that average age down a little bit, not too much, because you know what you are. You have to be true to the to the DNA of that roster, and that D, the DNA of that roster is veteran win now. If you try to do anything other than that, then you're kidding yourself. Um, right. So I, I I think it's not that big of a deal because they knew any one of those guys on that roster is is liable to be. To be moved in that sense, I mean, I, I you know, again, look at the Lakers. Dave, roster, they like don't said, have any team. assets to move, Dave. They don't. Who? That contract is, is unmovable. Nobody's taking that forty-plus million-dollar contract in no, Westbrook. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to find a way to get picks involved. I mean, you, you can't just you, be Westbrook. You, 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 you can't. You got to get a third team involved. They only have a two million dollar trade exception. They have nothing. They have no assets. They got nothing but old players. They don't have picks to tra- to trade until 2027. They have nothing. They are basically yeah. looking in the bargain bin basement for buyout contracts to find somebody that they can they could possibly get. There's nothing available. There's nothing. Like it, it, and, and like if 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 Westbrook was a was if he had a contract that was movable, he'd be gone by now. You know that. So he be gone. He, he, here, here's my count. Here's my only reason. I, I, I get it. I think you're right, and and I know you're right because it's 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 right there for us. And all I have to do is go to you know salary cap websites or ESPN and look at the salaries. And you're right. wrong. Right. But this you're talking you're talking sense, man. This isn't this is nonsense. Look at this Lakers roster. Does that make sense? No. 
And that's because you have LeBron and AD kind of calling shots. And you know damn well they'll find some way to get done what they want to do. And it will probably piss a lot of people off. I don't think we've seen the final form of the Lakers. And does it include Westbrook or not? I, I Honestly, I mean, you know, I, I really think they end up holding on to him simply because you're right. It is just going to be a lot of work to, to make anything happen. And mm-hmm. and usually once you start talking such astronomical numbers, things fall apart. But yeah, I mean, if, I don't even know who you bring in to, to who would want to trade them. Who would want to trade for them, even if the contracts can work? Like what, what, the only player that you would probably look to that they could have traded straight up was probably Lillard, and Lillard's hurt. So I mean I don't I don't I don't know where it, and and it, this is where I want to ask you, Dave. So do you think you said trade him to a a, a a garbage team that's in the bottom? Do you not think Westbrook can be a star anymore in this league? I um. <sighs> I don't like that I can't answer your yes or no question with a yes or no. Um, a superstar <laughs> that can carry a franchise to a championship, no. Um, if you asked me coming out of college or even those first couple of years when he was on the Thunder, my answer resounding would have been yes, and I almost would have been insulted at the question. Um, to a point where I almost would have been insulted by that for a couple of his, you know, a couple of years um, in, in his other, you know, in his other, I guess, forms of his career. Uh, but now, now, now in hindsight, and I understand that hindsight is twenty twenty, but I don't think he was ever really that guy. Like he, it's it's frustrating because I think his his style of ball just doesn't work in the league right now, which is which is ridiculous because he kind of is is too much of a jack of all trades, master of none, right? So all those years in OKC. Um, he was he he wasn't on one of those teams that that had no talent. He had tons of talent around him, but that's the problem. Is every time he had talent around him, his ability to turn the ball over was a, a problem. I mean, it just it just was what it was. And he he Westbrook is the ultimate. What you see is what you get, right? There's no secrets. There's no surprises with Westbrook. All you have to do is look at a stat sheet and then turn on the game. You you, you know what you're getting. Um, I mean, high motor, high energy, lots of crashes because he's doing the high motor on, you know, ice. Um, no, he's not the guy. But can you do you do you really think if there's a franchise that can? I mean, you tell me no if you think no. But I mean, I I think there's always a franchise that's out there that's trying to add a star, sometimes just to have a star for no mm-hmm. other reason. And it's it, it's different in basketball than any other sport. You wouldn't see a team do that in football. I don't think you'd see a team do that in baseball. Absolutely not. I mean, look at the Mike Trout effect. Uh, shout out to Nate and the uh, the baseball buffet. Um, mm. I, I I don't think I don't I don't think uh, it'll work. I, in a lot of ways, I actually thought Washington was a great situation for him. Um, Once they figured he, it out, it would, yeah. Uh, I, I really would have liked to see him him figure it out in Washington. I mean, Washington's another one of those franchises like New Orleans where they've had a few stars in there because they haven't figured it out between Beal and John Wall and Westbrook, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's frustrating, I think, seeing teams like that who just can't make the talent translate into a couple of wins in the playoffs. So uh, it, it's weird, but um, – I don't know. I don't think the league is, is – I don't think West, Westbrook might not win a title uh, as long as he's in the league. He's I don't think like he an ever will. title guy. No, and I don't and, think and he I, ever I think will. The last dead. point, though, is, 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 is I don't think he will, um, and that will hurt um, um, AD. Like you said earlier, AD doesn't have a title yet, and I think as long as he's paired with Westbrook, he's not going to. And that's, mm-hmm. that's sad, but that's sad but true. What were you going to say? No, I think it hurts his legacy. I think he's he. I I've always hated the triple double that he produces because it's an empty calorie stat for me. Um, you know, I get into massive arguments with my buddy TP about it, but I'm like, dude, his, his triple doubles are meaningless. They mean nothing because they don't yeah. they don't equate to to championships. They might equate to wins on the court, but they don't equate to championships. He doesn't do it in the playoffs. He doesn't do it when it counts in the finals. He's barely been, he's only been in the finals once. Like I like Westbrook as a as a player. He's his energy. He he's a high motor guy. He never cheats the game. 
But his he right. he gets you ten assists and he gets you seven turnovers. So the guy is a, it's a turnover machine and he's totally inefficient. And the problem I had with Westbrook from from the moment that he started to ascend was he never got better. He he's a horrible shooter, horrible free throw shooter. Never got better at it. Never mastered his craft to get better at a shoot. I I I'm telling you. If if Jason Jason Kidd was a terrible shooter, Dave, you know this. You're a Nets fan. Oh, yeah. He was a terrible shooter. He's one of the all-time best three-point shooters in, in, in his career, right? You look at if if Alonzo Ball, if Alonzo Ball can shoot threes now and be a, then why can't Westbrook do it? Alonzo Ball was a horrible shooter coming into this league. He he was shooting from his hip, and now he shoots over forty percent from three. Why can't Westbrook do it? I mean, I, that's that's my problem with that's my problem. But then you know what? He doesn't have fear. He he'll jack up the threes. But the problem is you don't hit him. You don't hit him. Like, oh my god, he frustrates me. And listen, Lakers are in trouble. They'll make the playoffs. They'll turn it around, like you said, because they they have to. They'll, once AD gets back, they'll start winning games. They'll be, well, everybody will be like, oh the Lakers, here they come, and then they'll get knocked out <laughs> in the playoffs. Then that's it. They have, they're going to turn into the Cowboys. I you, damn it! You, you took the line right out of my mouth. and said they're going to be the Cowboys. Too much hype, yep. but not enough production when it really matters. I mean, they'll get the production against it, but just the fall short. Um, you know, Barry. I, as always, I, I wonder how we're going to how we're going to fill an hour, and we fill an hour. Um, I want to ask you though. Uh, you were making you were making fun of this uh, earlier in the week. Uh, the Lakers, I think, in some way, want, were supposed to be the uh, the villain. And I know I'm saying this to the villain, and I said to you earlier, I would not use the word villain in vain. But I think the Lakers just not being as dominant. Um, and for whatever reason, I don't understand why. People just don't hate the Warriors, even though that little street rat, Steph Curry, oh, they do. can't miss a shot. Oh, wait. One, Steph they do. Curry just took another three. They do. <sighs> the people do hate him. <laughs> I'm not hearing that much in the garden. I know that, but no, people do hate on no. uh, Steph Curry. Some people do, but 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 they're not they're not. I mean, they're not like a villain, right? They're not the Lakers, who I think mm-hmm. everybody in some way wanted to be the villain. Is it wrong to say that the Nets, in some way, have kind of emerged as a villain because people just don't like Kyrie, and 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 for whatever reason, whatever their reasons are, they don't like Kyrie. I, I'm not here to get political on any of that stuff. They just don't like him for some reason. He's not the most likable dude. Um, you saw that play by the no, the because coach, he opens uh, his yesterday. mouth. Right. He opens his mouth. That's why. It's frustrating to be a fan of the Nets and have to root for Kyrie. I'll say that much. Um, but mm-hmm. do you think the Nets have kind of, in some way, become the, the league's villain? Like everybody just wants to crush the Nets, and I think it's fair. I mean, I, am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I don't think they're there yet. I think you got to win to be a villain. I think people loved. Um, the Warriors when they first started to ascend, but then when they were in the finals every uh, every year, they kind of got we get we got over them and we're like, all right, enough of these guys. I, I you know now they started getting a little hurt, bit of the villain. I think Clay getting hurt. Well, yeah, exactly. But then you know they were good. They were really good. One of the great teams of all time. Then they got Kevin Durant, so then they became villains. Um, you know, just like the Heat, like they they became villains because. Um, they had LeBron and, and, and Wade and stuff. So the Nets aren't there yet because they haven't won. When that, that big three wins, then people get sick of it, and, and then they turn on you, um, you know, kind of yeah. like the line from uh, The Dark Knight. You, you either, you know, die a hero or play long enough to, to become the villain. Um, that's kind of what hap- is going to happen, but they haven't won yet. So I don't, I don't think so. I think Kyrie kind of is a little villainish because he just rubs people the wrong way, mostly Stephen A. Smith. But he rubs people the wrong way because he takes off. And um, and then his comments after the game, like, did you see his comments after the – I think it wasn't this past game, the, the game before. Oh, the, the reporter kept pressing him about um, the vaccination. He's like, who keeps yeah. asking? What people? Like, you know, like – and I'm like, just stop freaking asking him. He's not getting right. the vaccine. Stop freaking asking. But his response could have been a lot better. Exactly. They want to write the headlines. But his response could have been a lot better. He could have handled it in a better way. But he had to talk and be the smartest person in the room, and he comes off like a jerk. 
and that's why people don't like him. Some people love him, and some people just think he's a jerk because he he comes off with the way he talks. He he talks down to people like he's the smartest in the room, and you like stay one year at Duke, okay? You like you <laughs> like okay, like you know what I mean? Like, come on, man, like yeah. I, whatever. No, I'm 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 with you. I I condescending. I mean, it's the same way. It's funny. Like it, it, it feels like he mansplains everything. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't later know. It's, it's like it's like a man that doesn't ask for directions. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But here, let me tell you why I'm right and you're wrong. But not in a funny way. Like when you do that, it's hilarious. But when he does it, it makes me <laughs> scream. Um, yeah. So I had a question for you. I don't know if you remember, oh gosh, how many years ago it was. You can tell me when they agreed to put those little patches on the jerseys. It was like something like five, six years ago maybe now, if mm-hmm. not more. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, oh, this is it. This is the end of the basketball jersey. Nobody's going to buy the basketball jersey anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, how refresh my memory. How old is Xavier again? He is going to be nine uh, in a oh week. Oh, my God. I'm like, geez. Well, happy early mm-hmm. birthday to Xavier. I'll probably say it again on the air next week. But uh, yeah. but 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 if he does, he have any jerseys? Yes, he has. Um, I we ha- he has a he has a a, a, a Judge <laughs> jersey, and he has a Saquon Barkley jersey. I, I haven't abused him enough yet to get him a Knicks jersey, but I think uh, that's coming. <laughs> I was trying to find so, him one. I couldn't find him one. Couldn't find him one. Yeah, you might have to wait until the draft or something. Um, now, yeah. when you get him, when you get him that jersey, are you going to just get him the traditional white with the uh, with the orange or the blue with the uh, with the trim on it, or or, or uh, what do you kids, do? You want to get have one of white jerseys. jerseys? No, kids cannot have <laughs> white jerseys. Um, it's going to be blue, um, just uh, so I can hide the 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 grease stains and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, I'm, I'm debating on whether I'll get him a Barrett jersey or, or take it old school and get him like a Patrick Ewing. Um, I don't even have I, a Patrick oh, you know Ewing. What? I got a Julius Randle. That's pretty cool, the Patrick Ewing. My, my favorite jersey is a timeless, uh, shout out to TP, is, uh, mm. is my, uh, Joe Namath jersey. Uh, because no matter what, whoever gets traded, at least I can still wear that. But, you know, the genesis yeah. of the question was, what do you think of these, these you know, some of these franchises have, you know, um, non-traditional jerseys? Like, I, I don't know, the, the was it Philadelphia puts PHI on theirs or Sacramento just puts SAC? Yeah. I, does, that, does that drive you nuts or do you think it's kind of cool? I, the kids like it, man. I, I mean, listen, I'm a purist. Ah, I'm at heart. Are we old? But, I mean, Am I old? I, uh, I'm 41. I just turned 41. I'm old, dude. Um, I, I'm a, I, I, I'm old school, baby. I like white jerseys at home for the Knicks, blue on the road. But yep. now you got the Knicks with these like black jerseys at home, and you know with these little block designs on it. You know, it, but the kids like it, man, and it sells. You know what I mean? It's variants yeah. that, that the you know that the kids can sell and that they can sell on Fanatics.com. So it is what it is. Shout out to Fanatics. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. But uh, listen, speaking of fun, it was a fun show with you, Barry. Uh, give you a little bit here to say uh, say what you want to say. Give any shout outs before we call it a night. Yeah, man. Um, SportsCityChef dot com. Shout out to the homie TP, uh, Aaron. Uh, you know all the boys. We had a busy show last night on the cookout. A lot of people on talking sports. Um, Mister Controversy got yelled at. Um, you know my boy Seth came through. Mike Harvey, shout out to him in the barbershop. They're 5,000 strong, doing great things. So um, I think there'll be a special edition this Saturday uh, for the wild card. I mean, the divisional round. Um, We'll see if that goes down. Um, I know that there'll be a show on Sunday for the brunch, and then we'll do it all over again, Uh, get to the website. I haven't written anything this week. Um, I'm planning on writing something. I know Dave is not going to write anything. He's lazy. He's lazy. Um, but listen, you know, we're chefing, we're cooking, we're doing a lot of great things, man. So check us out, man. Hey, listen, you know, you can always count on us, uh, whenever you need us and, uh, make sure you go to www.sportcitychefs.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Sport City Chefs. I have said enough for a lifetime and for the last night, last time, I wish you all a very pleasant, good afternoon.
playing Sports City Chef from Amazon Music. Yeah. Uh, 